0: Can mindfulness actually improve my well-being? It's not a silly question. Come and grab a cuppa with me, Carly Thompson. Take a little soul time out, and let's talk about how mindfulness can improve your well-being and also your classes. With thousands of teachers leaving the profession in the first five years of teaching, you and I both know that teaching is really hard at times. Deadlines, pressure to achieve learning goals, emails from parents. I could go on, but this is our spiritual soul timeout, so I won't. But let's take another direction. Mindfulness. We've all heard about it. You're probably even using it in your classroom. But what is mindfulness really all about? And does it actually make a difference? Well, it does. (laughs) The research tells us that it does. But before I unpack the research, let me share with you from Matthew 28, 20. It says, surely I am with you always. And that is Jesus speaking. I think for us as faith-filled believers, mindfulness starts with being mindful that God's presence is with us always. It's a great starting point just to sit and acknowledge that God is with you. From there, if I was trying to explain it to my class, I would say, then we use our five plus one, our five senses and our feelings. We pay attention. Maybe we notice the things that we can smell, or taste, or hear, or what emotions we're feeling at the time. Being present. To where you're at, right there in the moment is mindfulness. And Jesus demonstrates this all the time. He often went away to meditate, didn't he? To pray, to find God in the right here and the right now moments. Psalm 46.10 reminds us to be still and know that God is God. Psalm 37.7 says to be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. If you read throughout the Bibles, or even if you hop online and look up scriptures that talk about mindfulness, you will see that mindfulness is an ancient practice that our biblical forefathers all were doing to acknowledge themselves in the presence of God, but also to appreciate creation. Amy Burke, in a TED Talk, which I'll pop in the show notes, says this about being mindful being aware of your whole self and encountering life as it is, the good, the bad, the indifferent. Now, Amy Burke is a fellow teacher and she shares a really great story on there. And I encourage you to go and watch it about feeling burnt out in teaching and how mindfulness was able to help her find her way back. She says being mindful helps you become more connected to yourself, which leads you to become more connected to your students, which creates deeper learning. All of these things are good things. Being more connected to yourself, fantastic. Being more connected to your kids, amazing. And all of this creates deeper learning in your classroom. Why not give it a go? Research also suggests that the happiest people are able to focus on the present. Being mindful creates happiness. But perhaps you're thinking, how on earth do I create mindfulness in my day? How am I going to squeeze it into my already busy schedule? Can I suggest when you wake up in the morning and you go to make that coffee or you like me, a cup of tea, and you turn on that kettle, let that be the moment that you start practicing mindfulness. As you turn on the kettle, Feel the switch, hear the click, listen for the sound of the bubbling and breathe deep in and out. Ground your feet, feel the weight in them. Maybe run your hand along the bench, listening carefully to the sounds around you. Maybe you can hear the birds or the gentle hum of something in the background. Take a moment to acknowledge that God is with you allow his love to wash over you. And perhaps you could even use a phrase like, I am his beloved. And as you breathe in, breathe in his love. And as you breathe out, you might like to even say, I am his beloved. Another thing you could try is mindfulness in the classroom. This benefits you and the students as we talked about before. In the morning, I like to get my class to grab out their prayer journal. Now, if you're not in a Christian or a Catholic school, you might like to use a mindfulness journal or a gratitude journal where they, first thing in the morning, they come in, they have something set on the board, whether it's five things you're grateful for, write a prayer Just journal what you're feeling, what you're thinking. Um, Get them to practice their five plus one. What can you hear? What can you see? What can you taste? What can you smell? What are you feeling right now? You can try a whole lot of different activities in those journals, but it gives the students five minutes of quiet of time to just settle themselves and you might even like to use those 5 minutes as well to write down 5 things you're grateful for and that also gives you an opportunity to be increasing your well-being as well. Another thing, you know, we all do it is reading a book when they come in off the playground. I think they're great opportunities. Uh, Regular brain breaks with kids um, increase their ability to focus on the next task. So if you can set up mindfulness activities throughout the day that the students just know how to do, maybe you've got some breathing activities. There's plenty on the internet that you can find. Slow in 10, slow out 7, whatever it might be. There's even like little tracing cards with hearts that you can have the students trace their fingers over to breathe in and breathe out. These are fantastic. You might like to create a mindfulness colouring in book. And I know there's many of those on all the teacher websites that you can purchase and download and spend a bit of time with the music on. One good tip for those is some kids actually find colouring in a little stressful, so you might like to leave blank pages where they can do what they like on those pages, whether it's draw pictures or write stories, whatever it is that they might like to do in their mindfulness colouring in book. They're just a couple of ideas to bring mindfulness into your classroom. Can I encourage you to just give it a go? Try it at home at breakfast time when you are making that cuppa or try it in the classroom with the kids, but you will benefit from it. You will see improvement for your soul. You will increase your happiness and you will probably see a difference in your students as well. Allow me to speak a blessing over your week. May we slow ourselves to see the wildflowers. May we still ourselves to hear heaven's whispers of love. May we breathe deep the glory of creation and find ourselves in his peace. Thanks for joining me for episode three of It's Not a Silly Question, a spiritual soul timeout for teachers. You can email me your questions anytime about soul care or other teaching things that you want to ask at carly at carlythompson.com. Hit subscribe, share this with your friends. I'm sure there's other teachers out there who will benefit from a little soul time out. Next episode, we'll be looking at ways in which routines can save us time and energy in our personal lives as well as in the classroom. I hope that you can take some spiritual soul time out this week to practice a little bit of mindfulness. Psalm 1611. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore.